Our team of 27 amazing people are putting hours and hours and time into building something special. And then you have to deal sometimes with, you know, the human, the human, because there's three types of human. I'll explain you the three types oh, of human. Oh, this I want to hear. The yeah, human, I already know where this is going. There, whoa, there's, whoa, the, whoa. There's, the, there's the comment that comes in, the supportive, I love you guys, you're the incredible, you're the world stars, whatever. Then there's the negative, the mean people, the mean, the mean, mean. These are people that want to destruct human society. They are not nice people. Fucking anarchists. Wait, yeah. wait. like Agitators. The, like the person who called me obese? Yes. Yeah. That loser. <laughs> so, but, but you know, we're, we're better than that. So then there's those. And then there's amazing people. And I'll tell you what these amazing people are. It's not people that are starting to support things. It's what people write constructive criticism. These people genuinely want to help us with feedback. Those are the best people to engage yes. with. Just show Just everything. Just show everything. Everything. And that's, that's what we the did. Key word. And so people everything. really started getting interested. But they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, people are <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? I'm Jake the Rover. My life goal is simple. WWE star called Mr. America. My name is Leslie Carls. My nickname is The Panda. And I run this ship. Nick, just Nick. Can I get a midday squares? All right, we are live after a three-week hiatus. This is the Midday Squares show, Uncensored. We talk about family business, chocolate, entrepreneurship, and whatever fucks are on our mind. So what we've got, what we did last time, and it's recent, don't forget, you can always go to middaysquares.com slash podcast question. I can't fucking speak today. Middaysquares.com slash podcast podcast questions go there submit your questions we'll get them we answer them on the show it's a lot of fun and it helps us put on a great show today in the studio i just want to uh, you know it's it, it, we we always do a little kibitz before we get into the actual show we have a replacement for newman shell the one the only Ali Theodore, and I want to paint the picture for everybody. She's related to Jose Theodore. Wait, so you're telling me that this is the real Jose Theodore? Like we're yeah, talking about? Yeah, like my idol. Oh, how my did idol I never fucking up. know that? Okay, this is embarrassing. He I, knew that he's a, no, he's a liar. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, we have a bobblehead in the fucking office. No fucking way. I thought it was a joke this whole fucking time. <laughs> that is that is embarrassing. So the funny thing before we start the show is Ali Theodore fucking hates working on weekends. So if you guys, we're gonna try to Jay, could you get a picture of her because we're gonna put it in the show notes. She is sweating. She hasn't showered in three days, and Stinks. she is fucking livid that she's here. But special shout out going out to Ali Theodore. Thank you so much for being here and making this happen. We really appreciate you taking time out of your oh, precious weekend. I think she did it for Newman Shell. Yeah, I think I think I we, we can really thank you for taking time out of your precious sacred weekend. What every every Sunday <laughs> when I ask Ali, so I get a text from Ali um, around like eleven saying, "Let's figure out the caption." Because I have uh, an event, lunch. I have lunch at at one on, she's, so I won't be available. She's literally impossible to get. Like uh, this is what happens: come five o'clock, five p.m. Friday, Ali Theodore impossible to get in touch with until airplane, airplane, mode. airplane mode the whole Completely time. And I've never mode. met someone with more family events in my entire life. No, no, no. The best is when Ali was staying home for coronavirus. Okay. For some reason, her phone would just die, and then she would. I'd be like, "Why couldn't I reach you?" And she'd be like, "My phone died." 
And I'd be like, conveniently okay, too, right? It's time for you to come back to the office. <laughs> so she's back. Yeah. yeah. She, she cried. Yeah. After a three month hiatus, she's back <laughs> and she's working. Guys, we haven't been in the studio for three weeks. It's, it's, it's kind of, no, you get, we're, we are back. I know. I know the audience gets to hear it on kind of like a weekly basis, no matter what, because we're putting out shows and we, you know, but, but for us, it's our first, uh, first time back in three weeks. And I wanted to get into something before we start. So we, I think we have a pretty good episode, uh, ahead of us, but before we start that, you know, I always like starting to get into the minds of Jake, Leslie and Nick. What would you say? is one of the most impactful things that Midday Squares has taught you over the last 12 months? Um, I'll start. So the the most impactful thing, or I guess the, the lesson, the, the, the life lesson that I've kind of learned over the last 12 months that I think is really valuable is understanding how to triage fires. What is a fire? A fire is something that it needs to be, like that's urgent, you know? It could be an urgent problem in the business. It could be something that needs to be solved right away for um, you know, the business to push forward. And so n- knowing how to triage what's a, a, a big fire is really, really important. And having the ability to know when other things need to be, put, need to be set aside. So um, understanding how to triage properly has been really valuable for me and has allowed, I feel, us as a business to really push forward the things that really need attention. So wait, I want to hear more though on this on, on this enlightenment that you've had. What kind of caused you to get to the point of, so the listeners listening, okay, fires, right? I think it's important to note in a startup, like literally every day there's how many fires? Like hundreds, hundreds yeah. of fires every single day. There's literally, there's fires every. By the way, I know we do this all the time, but I, I get see, everybody needs to see the way Jacques looks in the fucking. Did you sleep last night? No. Oh my god, he looks it's, great today. Yeah, you, you, this is the best you've ever looked. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think I've said it for a lot. I know, I know, I know. No, but it's the curls. Oh, I'm on fire. Yeah, I'm on fire, fire. Okay, okay, let's fires, get back babe. to it. Fires, let's get babe. back to it. Yeah, so I think there are so many things that are happening on a daily. Um, there are a lot of little fires that are happening, and it's really easy to get lost in the little fires um, because they're the easier things to do, right? The little fires are stuff you could just execute execute on quickly. The bigger fires are stuff that you almost don't want to deal with because they're so big. But the business needs you to think really, really high level and in order for it to get through the treacherous times right that an early startup faces if you're i think this has happened to us a lot of times where even at Beijing, where we were like so focused on the little fires we we're like okay let's build these things let's do this let's build this foundation and we forgot about some of the biggest things which i think at that time and it still is a big fire is merchandising and we had like that moment i remember the three of us were like jake and nick need to just go on the road and and so i think it's about being able to uh, compartmentalize, compartmentalize, how do you pronounce compartmentalize. it? Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize everything and then navigate through what's like just needs to be handled right away and what can be done over time. Well, I think in, if you're talking about analogies to what you're saying, I think that forest fire is a great example because 
if a forest fire gets too big, the business goes out of business because they can't control it. There has to be a point where you get to that level that you could still put it out with an airplane where they could dump the water on it. And that's the big fires. The little fires like the ones in the little bush that you could quickly put out. It will build, build, build. But they, they could build. You could allow them the big ones before they hit that point where it hits that mass exposure to forest fires. That's when you're finished. Yeah, that, that is a pretty good analogy. That's real life, you know? Yeah, for I, I agree. And, and I think like... If we're talking about like fires and that analogy is if you see, so you come into the office every day, you're scoping out, there's all this fucking fire happening and you're like, okay, that one's a bushel fire. It doesn't really have anything around it. So it's not going to yeah. catch that thing on fire. Okay. We can let that thing you burn, know, burn. burn a little bit, burn motherfucker. So you let that thing go and you just kind of scope around. And, and like Jake said, you know, I, I absolutely midday squares more than anything has been a learning experience of which motherfucking tree are you going to let burn down? Listen, yep. the, the you brought up a great point. Merchandising is still a big fire, and that fire is now trying to be put up before it hits a point where we go into a bad zone. Yes, right. you know? so Danger yes. Zone. it's exactly we're we're before it, but we still could put it out with a with an airplane, like those dumped airplanes of water. <laughs> yeah, but, but once reaching. it crosses, it's done. Yeah, you're over. It's gone because oh. it goes out of control. Yes, it's so true because all we've done since that last conversation was contain the fire, but it mm -hmm. still grew. The fire oh, yeah. grew, yeah. and now it's 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 it's. But on it's the still capable of being controlled. Yeah, it's still and capable. We have a solution for so it. So we're on tilt. We're on tilt. Yeah. Les, I really like that one. Uh, Jake, you're up. So I learned. Um, Something very cool, I think. I think everyone has to learn this in life at one point, um, not in business, just in general. Um, learning to let go and trust. Um, so what that means is, you know, at first when we started this business, I would, you know, have hard time understanding, oh, I have to worry about this person's department. What if this doesn't work? How can I help? How can I make sure it doesn't work? And not letting go and letting tr trusting people to do what they have to do or trusting my partners to do what they have to do or trusting your relationships in life to do what they have to do. So it takes a lot of time to just say, okay, I'm going to let it go and let it let it fly and actually let it fly. And I think that a lot of people in business micromanage. And um, I used to do it since day one. And, you know, I, I worked really hard to stop worrying about certain things and letting them, you know, be in the hands of other people. And that's where accountability and, you know, responsibility comes into play and trust is built. And when you build that trust, you feel really good because you don't have to worry about it. And it's a great example is we talked about in our other podcast, Leslie used to feel um, when you'd see a message on Instagram or Facebook, you'd be worried, you get this anxiety built up that like no one's answering it. And that there's, there's a there's a not hateful message, but a, a comment that needs to be dealt with. And it would give you this anxiety and you start messaging me like micro messaging me. <laughs> what's, micro going on? what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> And I said, just let it go. I get de I'm dealing with this and you have nothing to worry about because I will make sure it's dealt with at every angle, every hour. And I have not received a message since from you. And we've gotten the message. We've gotten the comments and I'm sure you've seen some of them, but they're dealt with and they're dealt with at this standard that we believe that this business has to deal with it. And I think that that's super important for any business or relationship to grow because without that trust and without letting go of things, you can't take over the world. And I just wanted to hop in on that. I completely agree with you. And I also think uh, there's a beauty in knowing that your partners trust you. I think mm -hmm. when you reach that stage of knowing that that the people that you care so much about, that you care so much about what they think and what they mm -hmm. feel, that they trust you, you have this sense of like, kind of relief. It's, it's fucking hard. 
Oh yeah. Oh, it takes it's time. fucking time. hard. It takes time and energy. And also, one thing I want to bring up: you will be let down. Oh yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We. I mean, I have ev- to deal with that. Oh, that's the hard part. The letdown. So I think we had uh, we, we. You know, we spoke about this three shows back, and it was you know when you go all in on trust. Um, sometimes you know, sometimes it doesn't work out fully. <laughs> And then you take a, as a, especially as an entrepreneur that is so fucking committed to what you're doing, you take a real punch in the stomach and a few steps back when that happens. Now, here's the fucking hard part is you still have to go forward trusting your team because it no is no matter what, it's literally fucking impossible. Well, the what minute up? you lose trust, I mean, it's time for that person to go. But then yeah. you, you're setting yourself up for an answer that you need to have a great team there you go yeah. team is everything yeah everything if, if you cannot trust the person next to you you might as well just shut her all shut down. the business down yeah no fuck man it's so hard now like just listening to these stories i just it puts me really back in the chapter of uh, we're only 24 months old uh from start and it's just like wow yeah it's really fucking difficult on that aspect on that note what for me it's funny i texted you guys this morning mm-hmm. uh to think about that question and i've been thinking about it even since and I, I i've had a lot but i really i wanted to try to think of something that really punched me in the face on the midday squares journey so far and for me it's been how much effort is required to go into communication like oh. i i always knew it and i've always been pretty big advocate of it but I never seen it like this journey. The fucking art of communication pays the highest ROI mm-hmm. in the entire world. If you want ROI and you are a business owner and somewhere on your fucking PL sheet is not a fucking line that says, I'm going to fucking learn how to be a better communicator, then fuck off. You know what I'm Completely saying? You need agree. it. You absolutely need it. It is. It's melting. Like I was even, I was just like, I was brushing my teeth and I was really thinking, I'm like, fuck, there's been so many learnings, but which one Mm. really stood out for me? And it's that one. I mean, wow. The amount of energy I have to put into my relationship with my wife, the amount of that you have to put in with your husband, that we have to put in as partners is is fucking on another level. So. Wait, I want to give a recommendation. Yeah, sure. Put in the notes. So I'm reading a great book and we were just with someone and he read, he read it as well. And he said, it's incredible for communication. It's called Never Split the Difference. And it talks about Chris Voss. He has a masterclass. Uh, he was a ex-CIA agent or FBI agent that was a negotiator. And he talks about how c- important communication can be. No force, just communication to getting things done. And it's a great book. I think everyone should read it. And I think our team should read it as well. Um, very easy read. So it's going to be in the notes. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think that at the end of the day, um, since we've really doubled down on working on communication, um, we have seen uh, the the upside, like you said, is crazy. And I think that I rather spend that money any day on what we're spending it on. Like, I agree with you. The ROI. That that needs to be um, in your business plan. Forget about the upside. The downside is the closed business. Exactly. We're not here, ladies and gentlemen, so forget (laughs) about that. The the upside is that we're still in business. But Uh, uh, Yeah, but when you understand somebody, it's a beautiful thing. When you understand how to speak to somebody properly or when you understand how to, like, communicate, it's... 
you, you, it's it's the next level feeling. The world's your I mean, oyster. The world is your oyster. It's I, really, I would have to say you've unlocked it, a special thing. It's it's really fucked up how good it is. Okay, so so the theme of the show that I want to do today is really it's a question we've received actually a lot several times and, uh, from when we post on Instagram about what would you like to hear us speak in the show, and we've even got some random emails uh, about this, which is how did we build a community and a product? And, and the reason why I was so hesitant to always bring this on the show was because I never really felt like we did that, but I guess we did. And shoot, Les, Les has her hand up. I, yeah. yeah, shoot. Just because the other day, I think it was yesterday actually, I was in my room, Jake sent us a message about the Google reviews and I haven't been on them in a while. So I, I went to Google, typed in midday squares. <laughs> And then I see 419 reviews, 4.9 stars. I start reading them. And I'm li- I literally call Jake up and I'm like, <laughs> yo, these reviews look fake. Like they actually look fake like we paid for them. Yeah, they're, they're so out of whack. They don't even make sense. They're so out of whack that I can't. In a great way. It, in a no, great in the way. best way. Like it's it's magical. And it's like that's the community. Yo, someone said I got nervous because you know me. I get like I look. I look for all the oh, negative yeah. comments, and I, I and I engage right away. Okay, <laughs> like I, I get on the phone with these people automatically. I need. I throw my number out right, personal number right <laughs> away. Call me ASAP. <laughs> yep. So I see on Google review, it's the hottest thing. La- last week, someone wrote. Um, I am so disappointed, dot, dot, dot. I but read then, that. But then it said, I'm so disappointed. I've never Not. seen these products. Or, yeah, it, it was it was the opposite. It was the, it, But she fired me up so much. But then I was like, oh, thank God. Oh. Because that kind of stuff, like you build a baby. Think about this. You build a baby. And, you know, it's hard to, it's very hard. I think it's hard for everyone to remove emotion from certain oh. messages. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when you see a negative review, you put in your, we're putting our team of 27 amazing people are putting hours and hours and time into building something special. And then you have to deal sometimes with, you know, the human, the human, because there's three types of human. I'll explain you the three types oh, of human. Oh, this I want to hear. The the human, I already know where this is going. There, <laughs> there's, the, there's, the, there's the comment that comes in, the supportive, I love you guys, you're the incredible, you're the world stars, whatever. Then there's the negative, the mean people, the mean, the mean, mean. These are people that want to destruct human society. They are not nice people. Fucking anarchists. Wait, wait. like Agitators. The, like the person who called me obese? Yes. Yeah. That loser. <laughs> so, but, but you know, we're, we're better than that. So then there's those. And then there's amazing people. And I'll tell you what these amazing people are. It's not people that are starting to support things. It's what people write constructive criticism. These people genuinely want to help us with feedback. Those are the best people to engage yes. with. Jonathan, I just engaged with on Facebook, we had a great hour and a half conversation. He gave me constructive feedback and appreciated that he didn't just get free shit sent to him. He appreciated that we took the time to get on the phone to and actively listen. He had great ideas, but those are people, and he told me, he's like, there's going to be those negative comments. Those are people that just want to agitate you. Then there's the positive people that just will support and buy your product. Then there's people that are actually curious to know more. And that is the beauty of business. Oh. Community, Fuck. yeah, that's community brand. Those that three uh, that three person breakdown was perfect. <laughs> we have to write that down. No, because you can't get offended by the the agitations because the it's, agitators are there to agitate you. You know what's so fucked up is that you can have, and this is like it's it's so whacked away our human whole biology is set up is that you can have four hundred and whatever, like you said. Stellar, fucking crazy reviews. That, Paragraphs, yeah, babe. that are like this is the best thing since literally bread, and and yeah. and then, 
and then you get one one comment of, out of out of 419 mm-hmm. reviews that is like not Sets happy and you're on tilt for 24 yeah. hours you're like yeah leslie yeah, gets it bad yeah, I, you're, yeah but but sometimes i'll even get it where i'm like oh my god this company is so shit we're so shit at every one fucking comment that's how fucked up the we're whole psycho. thing is. but listen yeah. to this type a personality listen to this you we don't delete negative comments and no. i'll tell you i only delete if there's hate speech and hate speech is unacceptable, unacceptable. we do not no, live no. with that at midday we squares we do not negotiate with terrorists at midday squares I repeat, we do not negotiate with terrorists. All right, we're back at it. But we will not delete if someone says they don't like the product. And I don't like to delete this because it is important to have a balance of diverse responses to be real. Because you don't want people thinking they're paid reviews because they're not. No, but you're also allowed to not like the product. Guys, we're human. We're human. I don't like certain candies, but I like other ones. Yeah. I don't like Swedish berries. I shit talk them all the time. My wife doesn't like me half the time. More than, Not half, more than half. Of so back to branding community. Yes, because we're there. I, I agree. I think. So you started with the reviews, reviews but I want to go from where, you, where that yeah, thought left off. I think that you know, people come for the chocolate, but they stay for the story. Mm. And we're trying to be the. Who night- came up with that tagline? Wow, Ali She's in the room. Ali Theodore. The room. Show, I remember his niece. It was a group effort. Yeah, it was a group I, was, effort. I remember when that, that line came because it's so true. That's I mean, that's really the essence of what we're trying to do here. Right. And I think that, you know, we always talk about um, becoming, you know, the Nike of, of of food, of chocolate. And that that's not a cocky statement. That statement is because Nike has done an amazing job at building a strong community. It's aspirational yeah. for it's us. It's aspirational. And not just that, there's a shoe for everybody. And when you go to Nike, it doesn't matter about anything. It's just that you feel like you are part of a community. Part of a community. And Lululemon too. And, and you know what? I'm so tired of of people shaming people for wanting to be great. Like, why? Right. Why do you? Why oh, do you? Have, don't get me started. No, but I'm like, gonna gosh, get angry. I'm I, gonna start getting angry. No, but like, like, why can't I aspire to be Michael Jordan? Why can't I openly say those things and and without being like this fucking wacko or your cocky or your ego? Oh, so just big. talk about you behind your back. Yeah. Fine. No, <laughs> because. It's it's too big thinking for some people and they have to laugh it off because they can't deal with the fact that your brain even goes there. But I want to unlock that for for them, like for everybody, for it just unlock it. Get out of your own fucking way. It was it, it was one of the number one things that um fuck was it Steve Jobs or Tony? Anyway, I'm reading too many shit, too much shit right now, but the moral of the story is if you look back at human evolution, one of the biggest things that always fucking stopped humans from achieving greatness was the human itself. It's mm-hmm. like you're just always standing. The only in your person way, stopping you, know? you is you. It's sad. But you were about to say something, and then I cut you off. No, I was just saying. I, no, I was going to talk about the idea of like to build the Nike that you're talking about isn't just about the, the our team's minds. You have to in, you have to listen to to people, and you know. I've watched our ads, the revolution of our ads change the way you communicate mm-hmm. because you're listening to what people are responding to, what they actually like, what they enjoy about our product. We've learned so much about our business through our customers. Think about that. We th- we came into this business with a view yeah, and we came open-minded. We had our vision, we had our view, but being open-minded and listening and engaging and taking in has changed our, our vision, not a full extent, but there's been openings like this and that's what makes you great. But this is exactly to bring the, the the conversation full circle. So when that question comes is how did Midday Squares build a community? And I really feel like there was never actual effort put into. So, okay, stay with me here. 
There was never actual effort put into us sitting down and saying, we want to build a community. How are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. More so, what I really believe what natural true community is, is a replication of what happens in real life, which is you go into an environment, some like-minded people might meet each other, might not meet each other. Conversation ensues. You start to conversate and you start to decide if you like the person or not, and then you start hanging out more. And then if you're hanging out more, you're talking about this you know, common shit. And so what I think happened was, and this is what I would suggest to anybody trying to build the community, is actually stop trying so hard to build a community and start focusing on your customers and listening and engaging in the proper way. It's it's about inclusivity. And I think we at Midday Squares um, are very inclusive. Like you said, um, we don't just answer people. We call them. We send videos. Um, they feel connected to us and the team here at Midday Squares, you know? A lot of time people say, I feel like I know you. Well, that's because we're actually engaging. There's no robots, there's no pre-made messages. Um, It takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of time, but we are engaging from day one, from deliveries, from getting in our car and literally meeting the people that bought the product. That built the community. Grassroot shit. Jake sends videos all the time to random people every Every day. day. That's community. You know, like literally, what I got to bring a story up though. Yeah, but, but if you're gonna bring up that story, I want to take something that happened before <laughs> yeah, that okay, story. Go, Are you go. talking about the video that was that I just sent you guys? No, yesterday? I was talking about that that time I caught you up north, and I thought you were talking with like a friend, and it was a customer. Oh, okay. You're on the phone for an okay, hour. Tell that story, but then I have something else. Okay. that's important. Is that the to store? Know. Yeah. So we're we're oh, all hanging we're all hanging out at the cottage, and Jake's on this like crazy serious conversation for I I, I can't even. And we're like there. He's kind of around, and he's he's circling. So when Jake talks, he circles like mm-hmm. a fucking on speaker, like a. What I are those speaker. dogs that herd sheep? Collie, fucking whatever. Border yeah, border collies. Border collies. Border collies. Border collies. <laughs> he circles around when he's on the phone like a Always border speaker. collie. Speakerphone. And uh, and so we're, I'm sitting there, and it really sounds like he's he's speaking to someone that he's known for like basically the last 20 years of his life. And then he gets off the call. I'm like, oh, who, like who was that? He's like, oh, a customer uh, had an issue with this this morning. I'm like, <laughs> like our customer, like a customer from Midday's Crazy. Like, yeah. I'm like, holy, f-. that's when it hit me. The level of whack that's happening out of your area is like. I'm like, whack with that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'll tell you a great thing. I, 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 you know, you said something about sending videos, right? So, you know, you could send a message, right? To a customer saying, thank you for sharing your post with us. Great. What's the tone in that message? How can you, you know, when you're texting someone, what's the tone? Like you don't know how the human behind the screen is feeling or whatever. So what I did yesterday, I got on the phone, I sent I sent a, a selfie video to Stephanie, her name was, and my friends that were next to me, they're like, well, why don't you just send, this is exactly what they said to me, why don't you just make a, 10 videos and then send them all to the same people and just don't use names? I said, well, that's the difference between us and you. Because, Ooh, no, because, that's a then, fucking knowledge no, no, drop. No, no, no. So 10 minutes that's later, a knowledge guys, drop. 10 minutes later, I see a story pop up on Instagram. Stephanie posted us recording, screen recording the video saying, how great is this company? I don't want, I'm, just, I'm just quoting her. So this isn't coming from Midday Source. How great is this company? One of the co-founders used my name in a video and I showed my friends. I said, this is the difference between good and great. Done. 
So exactly. And that that I think oh. having those real touch points. And I think the other thing is, is trying to add value to your mm. community. So and value doesn't have to be this crazy thing. Value could be making somebody laugh. Value could be not taking yourself so seriously. Value could be evoking an emotion. And so what we try to do here at Midday Squares is put out content that adds value to the people watching it. And, and I think that's what really makes them feel connected to the brand. And that's what's creating this community. And I think that Midday Squares squares doesn't think they're this like 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 you said like we're not people that are out there with our noses high and our heads high we are fucking in it we are fucking we love everybody there's like that's our vibe right like we are good vibes we are good vibes we are community ourselves we built a roller coaster we what do we do on the weekend we spend time sitting on a on a on a couch outside on a driveway or whatever (laughs) speaking to the whole neighborhood (laughs) waving (laughs) hello so it also starts within yeah it starts right here right of of that community so that's a good segment to another point that i had up in the notes which is um if we were to distill down community and how to do this in like a step-by-step process, it's, I really believe it's stop trying to sell so much shit to your customers. Mm. Like yep. stop, like it is okay. Capitalism exists. We don't have to pretend it doesn't exist. There is a natural relationship that is built between companies, brands, and consumers, uh, customers in that there is a transaction and that's how the world works. But don't be so... What's pushy Pushy. and even like cheap about it? Like, just stop. I I get that coupons work and stuff like that works, but just blasting your customers with cheaper ways to buy your stuff for me is the surest way to not build a community. Um, And so, early on, I think a lot of the stuff that we do and continue to do. if you were to speak to investors or stuff like that and you look at it in just a PL basis, it actually doesn't make a lot of sense what we're doing. Um, but we believe that on the long-term value that we can create a lot more value for shareholders by just being really, really for the community. And so that means is like when we do emails to our customers, it's it's we, we try to ask them questions. So like Les will send out an email saying like, how was your experience? It's a touch point. You're still communicating. We're not trying to sell them anything. And then you get this incredible amount of feedback back. I think the answer to the question is, is, in, is in one word. <laughs> and it's so simple. And a lot of brands forget. I shouldn't even say brands. Sorry, companies, because I don't like to say the yeah, brands. Yeah, me too. I, I, I Let's do, say I companies, because not, not every company is a brand. Yeah. Let's just clarify that. We discussed that in a previous episode. But... All you need to do is be real in the humanization process of creating your brand. Stop trying to do what he was saying, cheap selling and all this stuff. We have focused naturally. This is no efforts. There's no there's no discussions, meeting about humanizing our brand. It's like what we, Leslie said. It's from within. We decided from day one when we start this company that our goal is to humanize the brand as much as possible from a natural, real standpoint, not forced. We don't like forcing things here. Uh, you you feel it in your... It's, it's when you force, you just feel it. You know it's, it's not authentic. It's harder to lie every It day is harder to lie. tell the truth. Yeah. When so, things are cringe, they're cringe. Yeah. But that being said, when we do our humanization, I think a lot of people ask us all the time, how do you guys do it? It's natural. It's just who we are as people. We Like you said, we wave on the, high, on the, on the driveway to random people. Yeah, but That's it's, it's human simple, society. Simple, simple things, right? Just market for yourself like 
do I don't like when things are shoved down my throat. So why would I do it to our guests? I wouldn't. Guests, right? I like that. So just just think about what you would want from another company. And uh, Tobias Luke from Shopify, perfect example. Okay, we're gonna bring this home of how powerful early on there was a huge war happening for who was going to win. So you had Amazon that was tearing it up on the e-commerce scene, but it was who was going to win the other market of helping independent sellers sell. And this must have been, I think, 2011. Um, He was told by different growth marketers that if people were on the cheaper plan or the free plan, that every store that was out there should say powered by Shopify so that there can be an infinite loop of people that would land on these stores and then become Shopify customers as well too. And Tobias said simply, and this is something that's always stood in my mind why I love him so much as CEO. He says, that is short-term thinking. We Mm -hmm. think about our customers first. And what that means is what is best for my customer? It is putting them front and center and allowing their brand to shine. And if we do a good enough job at allowing brands to shine, we will win no matter what. We don't need any. That is the ultimate growth hack. And then he finished it by saying long-term thinking and customer-centric thinking is the only thing you need to grow immensely and become a market leader, but it takes time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that snaps to Tobias. Shout Tobias, out. But I, I got in trouble last week because mm-hmm. um, I'm on Leslie's management uh, uh, program. <laughs> And I got into trouble and it had to do with exactly what you just said. I'm very customer centric. I think I'm too extreme that I wasn't budgeting in our company for the customer centric experience. I was going out of control blindly because I was too addicted and obsessed to the results that would come from a customer's happiness. But having a business, you have that transactional relationship that you brought up earlier, Nick, that you still have to have the lights turn on. And capitalism is a real thing. And we're trying to do something amazing, but we need to be fueled to make it happen. And you said I needed a budget and it hurt me inside because I was like, well, in my head, it's like, no, freedom, free. Let's just do, let's just make them happy and this, that. But then I looked at it from, it's it has to come back on that PL. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to balance that because you want to do the best, 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 best for them and, and make them happy, 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 happy. But when does it stop? There's a time and place for everything within a company. And I always say that um, in marketing, right? Because like, we have really big ideas mm-hmm. that require serious amount of money to execute on these ideas, but we don't get to do them right now, right? And there's going to be a time and place when we can execute on them. So the idea is to get as creative po- as possible, right? Because when you have a large budget, everything's relatively easier. It's easy to spend. It's easy to spend. No, but it it's is. It's not easy to spend it's, it properly, but it's easy to spend money. It's a lot easier to go when you have a big budget. And that's why I always say to my potential candidates that come in to, you know, apply for these positions. I say, if you can do something amazing with $100, then you know what's up. If you need $1,000 to do something amazing, I'm you not interested. You want outside the box thinking. Always. Yeah. I agree on that aspect. Um, so to, 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 to bring that around and we, we finished off on the P&L and stuff like that. So I just want to just sum something up. Yes, P&Ls are very important. But when you're looking at the P&L, you always have to ask yourself, like we just said, are you optimizing for the business or for your customer? And those two things become conflicting over mm-hmm. time. And a good leader a good founding team will be able to balance that act very well. 
Um, and so just don't fall trap to being gluttonous, greedy, or cheap with your, your user base. And I think it all should work out. I think, I think that's how communities built. Um, and then the third piece that I wrote in the note that I'd like to bring is, uh, if I really think about what happened at midday squares, authenticity, um, authenticity. And what do I mean by authenticity? It's that don't try to be something else. So I always say it, Jake, Les and Nick are unique in our own right. And we cannot be Steve Jobs or Michael Jordan in their capacity if we disguise that, but we could be the magnitude of that in our own capacity. And I think that it gets very confusing at times when you're trying to get something and put together, oh, this company did something really well. And then instead of figuring out how to make it your own, you really just try to mimic. And that's where the inauthenticity starts to, to, to shine really, really, really uh, through the camera. <laughs> but then, then it brings up a major point of like other brands reaching out and saying, you know, we're going to try your strategy. But again, it comes back to that. We're not Michael Jordan. Yeah. And we can't be Michael Jordan. No. We could, like you said, the magnitude, we can get there. But it, like you said, in our own way. So I always tell our brands, I'm like, you might not work with the humanization that we've done. Yeah. Do your own humanization, a different way that's real for you. Because again, like we said earlier, it catches up when you start being inauthentic because it's hard. It's hard to keep up with a month ago what you did with a week ago. So I always say you got to find what it is for yourself that's right for yourself and then apply it to your business. Oh, 1 million percent. It's the only way. Les, what are your thoughts on authenticity? Um, uh, we've had deep conversations yeah, about this type I, of stuff. I've always been really authentic. People love or hate me uh, for it, to be honest. Um, I think that it's really important to be true to yourself always as much as possible. And I just think that uh, there's no better life than a life that's lived uh, free. And I, what I mean by free is just being yourself unapologetically. You know, it, it's just being yourself unfiltered. And I think that a lot of people don't do that. And um, I think that that is what's happening on social media, right? Is there's ideas of people, there's ideas of things, there's ideas of brands, there's ideas of, um, you know, these these different components of social media. And I think that's really scary, you know, and then people try to live up to these standards that are just not realistic. They're not actually happening. And so, you know, we grew up with magazines, right? And, and magazines were unrealistic. And now that's just the different era of social media where so many things are unrealistic because they're not actually true. A lot of them are staged. A lot of them are unauthentic. A lot of them are not real. And so it does loop back into why our community is strong is because we are just real and authentic and people can seriously relate to the stories that we're telling. And they're part of it. Right. And then to Jake's point and to your point before is there's a time and a place for everything. And let me tell you, if you do community properly um, by just being authentic, there's a forgiveness that is there because mm. humans are make mistakes. Humans do things. And so, for instance, stuff like when we run out of packaging and we have to send our consumers our customers, I hate using the word consumers. Our guests. Our guests. Yeah, thank you. I guess, yes. I like guests. Wow. Okay. I, I, I started guests. saying that about two months ago. So our guests. Um, we're going to basically, you know, we send our guests these silver crappy packages with a note saying we fucked up. Uh, because we have a relationship with the community, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot more forgiving than 
you know, hiding behind this corporate image. And then all of a sudden they go out and they start, you know, talking about, oh, blah, 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 blah. So it does make uh, life a lot easier. Um, on that, do you feel that we didn't cover anything on no, community? I just, no, it's, it's I think we our answer it is authenticity and humanization. That's it. I, I would agree. And so to kind of try to sum up these points is at the end of the day, you have to do you. Don't overthink it. And just figure out the way that you communicate and listen to your guests in a really, really uh, human way. That's 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 Wrong. human for you. And everything should fucking uh, play out uh, from there. Super, super simple. And pretty much that sums up the episode, everybody. It is Sunday. We're not going to get into the song just yet. <coughs> What are you doing for the rest of the day? Uh, today, I'm working for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to catch up on a lot of work. Jake, what are you doing? I'm reading the rest of my book, first of all. Chris Voss, like I mentioned, I almost finished it. And I'm also going through all our Instagram, uh, Facebook messages. It's, it's going to be a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> and it is my nephew's birthday, so I'm going to go out and see him, and we're having a barbecue. And on that note, like we say all the time, we just want you all that are listening to go out and do whatever the fuck you want to do because that's Woo! what makes life great. Uh. And a three, two. two. One ole 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 That is midday squares uncensored it is a wrap thanks for tuning in